0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. I'm Steve Buchanan with my co-host Julian Edlow. As we look to wrap up week three, do a little look ahead to week four, give some plays from Monday Night Football. Johnny Avello, as he always does for our highly rated segment, Odds Are, Director of Race and Sportsbook Operations, will join Julian later in the show to talk about week four as well. But let's get right into it. A little bit of a week three wrap with our new favorite segment, cash it or trash it going over some of our bets from last week. Have to start off with Julian. Have to go there right off the bat. The man, he absolutely, he, he he's always conservative. He's always a coward. He always is like, never add another leg. Never add another leg. He added <clears> like five legs last week for this monster teaser. Carolina, Arizona, Buffalo, Cleveland, Baltimore. If you tease those when Julian told you so, you're getting all those teams at minus two or better, which you absolutely needed, by the way, for a couple. Importantly,
1: none of that mattered. Four of the teams covered outright. What mattered is getting Baltimore at one and a half, which we did when we gave it out here, when I gave it out in my art, when I wrote it up in my article. Cash it, five-leg teaser, plus 400, Baltimore minus one and a half. Baltimore wins by two, 66 yards. Mr. Justin Tucker off the uh, crossbar and over into the net. Um, It was the last leg. Obviously, we got the Thursday night leg there. And then uh, Cardinals scared us. Dumb play. Speaking of long field goals, 68 yards. Dumb play. But they come back, the Jags melt down, pick six, cards start driving, scoring points. Works out. Okay, Everybody well, else no, gets, wait,
0: wait a second, wait a second. What was the catalyst for the uh, for the Cardinals' comeback?
1: I'm waiting. I mean, they they went downfield and scored a touchdown. They got a pick no,
0: six. No, no. Steve Buchanan tweeted out, the Cardinals oh. can't do this, and then in a span of 10 minutes, they have scored 14 points.
1: Just throwing yes, that out that's there. That's true. But go ahead, continue. Continue. Thank you for the thank you for that. I know you needed that as well. <laughs> Good lord, um, did I need that? <laughs> yeah. So four of the five teams covered outright. The Browns Bears was one of the most lopsided. Just look at the box score matchups that you'll ever see. Yeah. Um, I don't know how the Browns didn't win that by forty. Um, and it's funny
0: too because like when I remember talking about this, those were the two games I specifically said I don't know about those ones, and those yep. were the easiest ones out of the entire group.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yep. Um. So, yeah, everything had cashed, and the yep. last leg was the Ravens, and they were going to blow it. Hollywood Brown drops three touchdowns. Oh Lamar Jackson God. throws an interception on the game on what would have been the go-ahead game-winning drive. Detroit yep. pounds it down, kicks the game-winning field goal. Gets The, the Ravens started their drive with a sack, with like yep. 37 seconds left or something. Yep. <clears throat> Got into a fourth and 19, I think it was. And they get it Watkins, but he can't even get out of bounds. Yep. The the teaser ending on needing that Tucker 66-yarder, NFL record 66-yarder, and watching it hit the crossbar and bounce over. One of the greatest sweats of all time, Cash the plus 400. um, Taking a little bit too long on this one, but it's plus 400, and it was a heck of a sweat. Yeah. One of the better cash hits of the season, I'll I'll go out and say.
0: I was just going to say – in recent memory, was that one of the best covers you've seen?
1: I was more, well, That was one of. I know we ask uh, we ask people on know you better for their favorite wins. This is yeah. now one in my top five favorite wins of my. Yeah, it
0: has 40. to be. Yeah, I mean that was, and especially too on that final drive, like the Lions pass rush was unbelievable. Like, like it didn't even look like the same team. Like they were just on Lamar Jackson, like immediately Jackson, who can elude almost anybody had nowhere to go. It was, uh, they were just blitzing the hell out of him. It was unbelievable. And they were on him and it was just like the the Ravens are going to blow this. And on a day where, you know, the, the chiefs, you know, blew that game too, as well. It's, It's incredible that Baltimore covered. It's incredible that we got them at the right number because my favorite teaser last week was Arizona getting them down to minus one and Baltimore getting them at minus one and a half. Cleared
1: it. It's it's crazy how – it's crazy that that's what it came down to, that it actually came down to the hook and how they got the hook. (laughs) Um, Unbelievable. One of the most wild teaser covers uh, you'll ever see, and it was such a big teaser week. So many people had it. And I also – so it wasn't just the plus 400. I gave out on the sweat Sunday morning since the Thursday night leg of my best bet had passed. We cashed the best bet Arizona-Carolina. Sunday, yeah. we got to hit the reset button, give out a play. I gave out Arizona and Baltimore, minus one and a half each, yeah. which uh, which got there. I wrote up in my best bets article, Buffalo minus one, um, Baltimore minus one and a half. Yeah, That one gets there on the Baltimore. It was a huge, huge piece of my week. I owe Justin Tucker a beer yeah a beer. i mean every teaser that i had included
0: baltimore because that's between baltimore and arizona those are the two ones i felt the most
1: confident about mm-hmm. with the
0: broncos a close third
1: though not that min- was the game not to mention lions under five wins plus 110 for me oh and three yep. um lions to start 0-4 oh, and four plus 175 keep that ticket alive Might have to do some hedging this week, uh, even though they're on the road, three-point dogs against the Bears after the Bears had one of the worst offensive showings of the modern era. Right, yeah, which is incredible. Justin Fields, a lot of hype, Uh, didn't live up to it, but that's we can talk Um, about that later. All right, go ahead and cash it for us, Steve Buchanan.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, literally cash our our favorite plays here. Your teaser there. uh, I gave the Arizona Baltimore teaser that I also gave, which I was very high on. Uh, Arizona minus seven and a half against Jacksonville. At one point, it also touched eight. Um, didn't really matter. They that was another one where I'm watching this game, and when Jacksonville went up almost two scores, I said, "This is this cannot be happening," because I expected just a blowout from start to finish. The Cardinals got that quick score. I said, "Okay, business as usual." I was barely even paying attention to that game. Because I watch Red Zone, I love watching Red Zone. Like for daily fantasy betting purposes, Red Zone is just the best. Um, and they weren't really looking at that game much. Uh, but then when they missed that, you know, stupid field goal, and they came back, what was it 106 yards total.
1: 109, just, 109, 109 that is the longest play. You cannot have a longer play. The
0: whole, the whole momentum and, sh- and feel of that game shifted dramatically because that's such a like. I don't. I never understood the. I didn't understand the call to begin with. I don't think anybody did. Cause it's like, are you, do you really need points this desperately against Jacksonville? Like you'll you'll get them. And that just shifted everything. So I had a little bit of a panic and then followed up with Baltimore, like a, an hour later. Those are the fun Sundays, though. Like those are like it's great when you win, but it's great with the sweat and then the win. It's so much more rewarding. That was a really good
1: Sunday. It was a good Sunday. It was a great Sunday. Cannot complain. Um, all right but we do have to trash something. And I did have one kind of gross. It's not even, I don't want to call it a bad beat. It's not a bad beat, but just a game that turned completely misfortune for the second half. Um, yeah. We Catch the Patriots saints under uh, John and Smith almost gave it away. We literally handed it away. Handing seven <laughs> points away. Um, but we got there. Yep. I played Minnesota and Seattle over 55. Yeah. Um, uh. We were at 34 at halftime, Yeah, so we needed 21 to ensure the push in the second half. No touchdowns in the game, no more. Minnesota, three field goals. Seattle, shut out second half in Minnesota against an awful defense. Can't get it to Lockett, can't get it to Metcalf, can't get into the end zone on any of those. Um, That was a rough loss, trash it. I could easily brush it off because – I think I made whatever I put it on Twitter, 9.85 units plus 9.85 units in the 1 p.m. window. So I could laugh that one off um, a normal Sunday. Not so funny. Uh, that was pretty gross.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll trash the uh, the early look teaser that I, I put out there as well. Uh, getting the Bucks when they were underdogs to so plus seven and a half to go with the Cardinals right. at minus one. Um, felt great about that because when are you going to get the Buccaneers as more than a touchdown underdog? Not this week. Yeah, not anymore, not anymore, but, um, I felt really good about that one. I thought they were, they would be able to hang with the Rams and the Rams look like the team, at least as of, uh, so far, um, just really put it to the Bucks last night. Um, that's uh, going to be the NFC championship.
1: game.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I felt good about that going into the evening because obviously Cardinals minus one and ended up being no problem. Um, but really never felt great about the box really from the opening kickoff after it started, the Rams were just on them. And that wild stat that they showed, I think it's um, now 40 and Oh, the Rams are under Sean McVay when leading at halftime. Like that yeah. is absolutely absurd. That is absurd. When you think yeah, about how long up. McVay's, mcveigh McVay's been there for a few years now and some of the crap teams that he's had, but when they lead at halftime, it's all over. It's been curtain for the other team. Uh, so we'll trash that one. Uh, felt really good about that. Getting that early line, especially once the, uh, the favorite switch, but wasn't enough.
1: All right, let's move on to a quick Monday night football preview. We've got the Eagles at the Cowboys. Um, about this a little NFC least matchup for us here. Cowboys three and a half point favorites. It did get down to three at one point. Um, lay in the minus one Oh five total sitting at 51 and a half. A lot of over money here. A lot of Cowboys money yeah. here. No surprise. Um, I don't have many tapes and I do have to write a Monday night football uh, best bets article, um, but I didn't have Great. many takes on, on Thursday and I just said use Carolina as the teaser leg. Um, and then the props I did write up wound up going 2-0. Uh, going oh. You want to know the pro- two props I did write up? It's kind of funny for Thursday Night Football. Did you see my article? I have not. Okay. So I wrote up uh, Chuba Hubbard over 14 and a half rushing yards. I said if this one turns into a blowout, um, you know, he got eight carries the week before for 10 yards. I was like, if he gets eight carries, I mean, this is over. This is yeah. a guy that had a 2,000-yard season at, at Oklahoma State. And then I ended it with – and, you know, running back is a physical position. Injuries always happen. I jinxed it. CMC went down. Hubbard got there. And then I did the alternate spread. Carolina minus 13 and a half plus money. Looked shaky. One by 15 and got there. Um, cool. I don't know about this Monday night game. I, I I have some Cowboys minus three. I'll say that. I scooped some Cowboys at minus three, yep. um, which I'm comfortable with. It's one of those situations where I have the Cowboys under nine and a half wins. Um I think they should be zero and two. They're they're one and one, but I think this is one they get. So I'm not gonna not gonna let futures get in the way of a good bet. The Eagles are gonna have some trouble keeping up here. I think.
0: I like teasing this game with the spread and the total.
1: Eagles, I assume, right? Because you can't go through zero.
0: Great. So you grab the Eagles at nine and a half, and then tease the over to forty five and a half. Gives you minus 120. Not a
1: bad teaser.
0: It's not a bad teaser because I like the over 51 and a half. So why wouldn't I like the over 45 and a half? Uh, We know obviously what Dak Prescott can do now. Now, Philly defensively has been pretty good. Probably better than advertised. Yeah. But between Hurts with how well that he's been throwing, Dak, because you just got too many bodies you have to cover in that that offense. I like the over 51 and a half. So I'm just going to tease both pieces. And you get minus 120. So you get Eagles at nine and a half, which I think they should be able to cover. Um, and over 45 and a half. I, I, think that's the, uh, I think that's the play here. If I had to choose a side, I'd probably side with with Dallas at, at minus three and a half. But I'm not really overly interested in grabbing that. So I'm, I'm just going to take the teaser on this one and take the, uh, the minus the 120.
1: Okay. I don't hate that this play. Is a good,
0: this is a good prop game, though. This is a good prop game.
1: Okay. So um, that's what I want to get into because I don't have that many props yet. I feel like it's a lot of good... It feels like in theory, you should have a lot of good overs on player props. I'm just not sure yeah. yet. I'm not sure yet what they are. Like I don't see so, lamb over six and a half receptions jumps out. That's, me. Ex-
0: that's exactly where I was going. CD lamb over okay. six and a half receptions. The volume has just been going towards him. Uh, Dak Prescott plus is, money too. Yeah. At plus one Oh five. That's what really caught my attention there. If it was at minus 110, I'd probably glaze a uh, glass over it. But if you're getting plus money on that, um, I'm absolutely going to take that matchup there. I like the matchup for him uh, in this game. Um, the Eagles secondary has been better than I expected so far, but when I'm looking at the individual matchups in this one, CD Lamb should see a decent amount of. Um, hold on, I'm just pulling it up here real quick. Um, he's going to see a good amount. I just lost it again. Uh, of uh, where I uh, here, okay, here we go. Again, against Darius Lake, that's the one I was looking at there. Um, so like that matchup against Darius Slay, who's been extremely uh, boom boomer bust really since coming from the Lions, I think that's going to be a good matchup for him. In coverage so far this season, uh, Slay has been uh, kind of kind of a hit or miss. I mean, but quite frankly, the Eagles have had a pretty tough schedule, I would say, so far, uh, going against the 49ers, against the Falcons team that's just going to continue to throw. But Slay's been targeted 11 times already, has allowed six receptions for an average of um, – of, um, uh, two uh, of 23 yards. So I think that's a pretty good matchup for him.
1: All right. I'm with you there. Um, I think Tony Pollard props are interesting because he's kind of playing better than Zeke and, but Zeke is somebody, the Cowboys aren't going to, I don't want to say give up on, but like even split carries, definitely not make the backup, but like even split carries, I feel like they wouldn't do that, but Pollard's yeah. playing better. Um. I don't know exactly what to do about that. I don't hate like a Tony Pollard sprinkle first touchdown score plus 1,100. Um, his his props are set at 34 and a half rushing yards. He went for over 100 on 13 carries last week. Yeah. Seven and a half attempts. I kind of want to play some Tony Pollard overs, but they didn't use him much week one. So maybe he maybe the week two numbers are just. Inflated, but it's not like he came in in a blowout. That was a game winning field goal against the Chargers. So he legitimately had that role within a close game the entire way.
0: I, I, I really think they like Pollard. I, I mean, they're not going to get do. away from Zeke, but Pollard's just in there too much for someone that's a, that's an RB2. I mean, granted, I'm up Zeke's the snap played counts. Now. I got it right here. Zeke's okay. played at least 71% of the snaps in both weeks. But went from twenty four percent in week one against the Buccaneers, who you're really not going to be running against anyways. Uh, and then thirty five percent last week against the Chargers. So, I mean, he's there. If Aviv, he's going to be playing on
1: thirty plus percent of the snaps,
0: I have no problem taking some of his uh, some of his props.
1: That's interesting because he's from a uh, from a flat perspective from the the just the snaps. Like he took twenty week one and then twenty one week two, so it doesn't look like much. But the percentage, there were so many plays in that Bucks uh bucks game Zeke played so what if
0: what if if I told you this amongst all players in week two Pollard took 29.6 percent of the total touches that was only behind Zeke at 33.3 right
1: at running back you kind of have to yeah um but
0: did but if you but if I told you that Pollard took almost 30 percent of the touches last week that probably catch your
1: attention it does that's why he has my attention yeah yeah. Uh, 70 snaps for Zeke. week one, 44 week two. So 44 to 21 in week two. Um, I'm going to get something on Pollard, uh, whether it's over yeah. in rushing yards over in attempts. Um, I believe his receptions is set at two and a half and he's at the over on that both games. Let me make sure I'm right. Yep. It's two and a half. Yep. Yeah. It's juice to the minus minus one thirty. People are betting it, but yeah, he had, he has seven targets on the year, he's caught all seven of them for sixty yards. Three last wow, week, four, and we. Any won. T-
0: anytime touchdown for Pollard is only at one fifty. I don't think that's enough.
1: No, that's enough I, don't, I don't. I don't want to play the anytime touchdown. Yeah,
0: I expect I expected something a little bit better than that, but my, plus one fifty, that's not enough.
1: Right, it's going to be a, that low. It's going to be a volume play for me because. Yeah. He's getting a lot of snaps. So, the way that you capitalize on the volume is over two and a half receptions, over seven and a half rushing attempts. So, those are the two, I guess, that are jumping out to me.
0: Well, it sounds like you got some good stuff for your article.
1: Thanks. I hope so. Which, we've by got, the way, we've, you won, can... we've won five consecutive uh, primetime game props. So, we got a lot on the line here on Monday Night Football.
0: DraftKings.com slash playbook. That's where you can read this article. Which probably yeah. should. At least it sounds like it.
1: Anything else on Monday Night Football, Steve? Nope. I think we should. Uh, we should hear from a uh, good old Johnny Avello. All right. Let's hear from Johnny Avello. In uh, odds are with Johnny Avello. All right, everybody, it is an Unreasonable Odds Monday here at DraftKings, which means only one thing. Odds are with Johnny Avello, the director of race and sportsbook operations here at DraftKings Sportsbook. Johnny, welcome into Unreasonable Odds. Happy Monday. Thank you, Julian. Glad to be here again. All right. So before we get into week three, before we get into week four, actually, um, a little bit of breaking news on the Unreasonable Odds podcast. Uh, one Mr. Johnny Avello will be inducted into the 2021 Sports Betting Hall of Fame. So number one, congratulations. Number two, um, you know, I'm sure a lot, uh, this takes a lot of time in the sportsbook industry to, to get here. What does it take to get into the Sportsbook Hall of Fame, Johnny?
2: I have no idea, Julian.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just honored
2: that I was selected to be one of the participants. So uh yeah, it's, it's truly a great honor. You know, working in industry all these years, uh, time's gone by rather quickly, and uh, I've just enjoyed every minute of it. Who thinks about making it to a hall of fame, you know? But, uh, uh, you know, I'm very excited that I was selected.
1: I mean, clearly not a coincidence uh, that it comes out right around the time that you start doing the Unreasonable Odds podcast. I think that there is some kind of correlation there. Um, so let's, let's get into week three here, looking back on it. Um, huge week, I would assume, for teasers at the book. Um, I, I thought this was a huge teaser week. I didn't want to play a single individual spread or side. Um, I pieced together a lot of uh, different two-team uh, six-point teasers that came through. And this is out of character for me. Once... Once, maybe twice a year, I'll say, you know what? I like all these legs. And I made the Carolina, Denver, Buffalo, Cleveland, Arizona – or sorry, not not Denver. The Buffalo, Cleveland, Arizona, Carolina, and Baltimore teaser for plus 400. All of them covered on their own, except for Baltimore, which was that last leg. Historic Justin Tucker kick, bounces over the crossbar, and gets there for everybody that had either Baltimore on the money line parlay or at the 1.5 in their teaser condolences. If you had them at two, um, how, how did the book do with money line parlays and teasers this week? And, uh, what did Justin Tucker's kick specifically mean for, for sports books?
2: Well, I agree with you, Julian, on the fact that it was a good teaser week. Kind of saw that, you know, when I looked at the slate early in the week. And how did we do? Well, not very well, as you mentioned, uh, those teams, all those teams got there. The only exception which saved us a little bit of money was the Chiefs, which you didn't mention, uh, who we know lost outright. Uh, we actually did pretty well to that game overall, the Ravens game. They didn't cover, which was a good outcome for the house. Uh, We had a fair amount of Lions money to win straight up, but I knew that the Ravens was going to be the connection that put all the dots together later in the day.
1: That was, I mean, just as a sports better, watching that one from 66 yards bounce over the crossbar with all the other results, uh, unless you had Denver as a part of yours, already taken care of in the 1 p.m. window. um, That is what sweats are about right there. Um,
2: and remember, it did go back to Thursday night, too. You mentioned Carolina was the start of, of, the, of the whole puzzle.
1: Yeah, that kept things kind of connecting through through the weekend. Um, so you mentioned Kansas City there, who I have down as our, as our second question. Um, I did not include them in my teaser, which I was happy with. But I know a lot of people, you know, you see Kansas City there at home sitting at six and a half. Your brain immediately goes, teaser, you just need them outright. Right. Uh, but you look at Kansas City, they're 1-2. They're 0-3 against the spread this season. Last place in the AFC West, I think they're 1-11 and 11 against the spread in their last 12 regular season games. So, number one, what does this mean for setting the number on Kansas City moving forward? Because they have not been covering spreads. They've generally been winning, even though they lost two in a row outright, but they are not covering spreads and then number two, I don't think anybody thought we would see the Chiefs just dead last in the division this early in the season. What does this mean from them for them in terms of futures, division, AFC, that type of stuff?
2: Well, the power rating has dropped slightly now, but heading into you know this week, this past weekend's game at home versus the Chargers, that didn't alter the bettors' confidence uh, that they couldn't cover the full TD because they did they did bet them. Um, we believe. Uh, they will still be heavily bet until they show a complete collapse. Um, how about still the favorite? You ask how they're doing in their own division? Uh, still the favorite at even money, followed by the Broncos at 3-1, to one, Chargers at 7-2, to two, and our Las Vegas Raiders at 11-2. to two. Uh, Remember, the Chargers-Chiefs game was the only AFC West Division game played this year so far. We've got a ways to go, Julian.
1: Yeah, those division games are where it's going to be made up. But it, it is interesting. Like, those Chargers sitting there at 2-1, you've got – I mean, the Raiders and Broncos are uh, – the undefeated Raiders are plus 550, last uh, fourth in the odds to to win that division. But, yeah, Chiefs at even money this early. Um, a bit unexpected, uh, we could say. So, last week, a couple of home dogs we, we talked about that – Wound up coming through for the Books. The public loved the slight road favorites in Seattle at Minnesota and Tampa at uh, at LA at the Rams. The Vikings, you said it, they were a good 0-2. They came through, they got their first win of the year at home. Um, the Rams remain undefeated, gave Tom Brady and the Bucks their first loss of the season. Um you know, what what were betters missing in those games, I guess? It was a it was about I think only 25 percent or so of the money on, on the Vikings, about a third of the money on, on the Rams when it came to the spread. What are better? What do you think is the biggest piece that betters are missing there in those home dogs that the book got both of those? And are there any home dogs that you think are are in that position uh, this week?
2: Well, we end up closing Seattle one and a half and we actually did very well on that game. You know, they, they talk about this Seattle team having the 12th man when playing at home. Well, I think that 12th man also exists when it comes to wagering on Seattle because they become a public team. Uh, yep. they, they won or finished second in that NFC for many, many years, NFC West. And, um, you know, when they're a short price, they're, they're just a viable choice. The public's all over them. Now, the Vikings are playing uh, at home. Versus the Browns this week. You asked about, you know, is there anything similar to last week? Yeah. Uh, Browns opened two and a half and now they're down to one. I'm not sure, though, the Vikes deserve favoritism in here because they don't match up as well with the Browns as they did with the Seahawks. And when I look at the rest of the home teams this week, uh, dogs, I don't see anything else that really jumps out. I mean, the Jets look hopeless. Uh, Right. The the Eagles get a tough uh, Monday night football matchup, and then a short week, and then have to play the uh, Chiefs. Uh, the Pats are at home playing the Bucks, and, uh, you know, that's a good storyline, but we certainly have the right favorite with Tampa in that one.
1: We will, we will be touching on that and That's the grand finale, and uh, obviously, you know, Steve Buchanan and I, the co-hosts of this podcast, both based in Boston, both grew up Patriots fans. Um, this is going to be a talking point uh, all throughout the week that I'm very interested in. Um, and really quickly, you mentioned the Eagles being that home favorite here, uh, against the chiefs on the short week. And we just talked about the chiefs. Um, I don't mind. I I think if there's a bounce back week for the chiefs, it might be here laying the points with them. Obviously Andy reid has got some stuff going on, but this might be the week to, uh, to get back on the chiefs. In my opinion, um, we'll see what the splits look like there at, at DK Sportsbook. Um, so let's talk Monday night real quick. The last numbers from uh, DK Sportsbook that I was able to see, we were looking at roughly a 70-30 split on the spread uh, in favor of Dallas in terms of the handle. Uh, the money line a little closer to 50-50, but still favoring, uh, still favoring Dallas there. Some money coming in on, on the over, it looks like, uh, which has been very good in Dallas recently. Those overs hitting at, in, uh, at Jerry World. What do you think uh, in terms of movement? Anything on on the total or side for Monday Night Football here?
2: Well, it's a little early, and I think there's a lot more money to come in. So, you know, we have a small sample size right now. But we're a little heavy on Dallas uh, laying the three and a half. But I would presume that the Eagles are going to get a money line surge at plus 160. uh, And that's going to happen during the course of the day. The total for sure will be bet over and then over again uh we're holding at the 51 which is a key number when it comes to totals but i i expect we're going to be at least 51 and a half possibly 52 by kickoff
1: wow all right so the over money's coming in on monday night football um all right week four and i want to because we're going to close with new england and tampa so you can exclude that game from from your answer here because we're going to touch on that week four where have you seen the most early money going because I know it's Tampa, so we'll leave them out. And uh, which spreads do you expect to move the most by, by kickoff on Sunday for week four?
2: Uh, early money, Thursday night football game, the Bengals were pushed from four and a half to six over wow. the 0-3 Jags. Uh, so that's, you know, that's a reasonable move there and understandable. Uh, the Lions getting some betting attention on the road at Chicago. This line mm. dropped from the Bears minus five down to three. Um, you know and some of the largest spreads that you that you might see move during the course of the week. Uh, you, you, and this is a key move. You know the the Packers are sitting at six and a half at home over the Steelers, who's really they have some problems right now, uh, Julian. I mean you know Ben Roethlisberger banged up in all different areas. Just no. He looked awful in
1: the against Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, so this game could go to seven and a half, possibly. Uh, it's at six and a half now, and the Titans at the at the Jets. That could be another. Uh, Titans opened at minus seven. This thing could reach seven, eight, possibly eight and a half.
1: The so the game we're going to talk about next. Tampa is going to be a very popular teaser leg. With I would say the Packers, Titans. Those are the two I think that are going to link up with them the most. But. Let's go to Sunday Night Football in Foxborough. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick, head-to-head. Um, I'm, I can't wait to watch because you know Belichick is going to be, and both coming off a loss, by the way, angry Brady, angry Belichick. Um, you know Belichick is going to – I'm trying to give myself worst-case scenario. Like Belichick is going to scheme up the ultimate defense to, to slow down Tom Brady, and I, I still can't get there. I don't know. It is the most square, probably the most public play, of the season is backing Tampa here. Uh, the Patriots – do you think the – here, I'm going off script now. Do you think the Patriots are going to be the book's biggest need of the regular season, potentially?
2: Uh, I don't know. Um, it's it's a tough call if they, if they're actually going to be, you know, the, one of our bigger decisions. Uh, I could see – I could see this game getting bent both ways. Uh, so I'm not okay. – I'm not, I'm not positive on that yet.
1: Okay. So put it, put it this way. The, the handle on this one is going to be massive. Um, over the summer, the look ahead here was Tampa minus three on DraftKings Sportsbooks. That was the best number that you could get on Tampa in the industry. Um, this past week, the look ahead was five and a half. Now it reopened five and a half with both teams coming off a loss. The Patriots probably looking worse in their loss uh DraftKings Sportsbook reopened it you guys opened it at five and a half kicked up to six as we're recording this I'm seeing six and a half so the public is hammering the bucks here um do you think it gets to seven
2: well things have changed uh, a lot over the summer Julian first of all yes the heat's gone and the falls here you know that's number one so you know summer's gone uh Tampa has performed up to expectations, and the Pats just, they have not. Um, I don't believe this gets to seven, but six and a half is a very good possibility. Uh, you know, I think that if it does hit seven, the Sharps will take it back. They've already laid the five and a half. They'll look for an arbitrage position here. The, the Brady and, uh, you know, Grant-Grant combination is certainly uh, going to be, uh, you know, well looked at this weekend. So I know that's that's something that uh, fans watching the game and fans betting the game will certainly be on board with.
1: Yeah, so that uh, my next question was going to be about where the sharp buyback is. I was going to guess seven. Sounds like seven would be it if it does wind up getting there. Um, and then the, Bra- like the Brady and Gronk props, probably some of the biggest handle that we'll see on any player props on DraftKings Sportsbook this season. I, I would imagine it sounds like you agree with that.
2: I do. Uh, you know, those props should do really well, but that just brings up a question to me. You being a Boston guy and, you know, feeling this team for so many years, who will the home fans be rooting for the Pat <laughs> or Brady and, or. Gronk?
1: So there are a lot of split split fans here. Um, I will say at listening to like local sports talk radio, which is why I'm so fascinated by this game. Um, I, I, I am ecstatic for it. I cannot wait. Uh, so there are fans that are probably more more uh, side with Brady. Um, I don't know if they necessi- i don't know if that necessarily means they will root for the Bucs in this game because this is a really important game for the Patriots if they're going to have any chance in the AFC East. Um, they need this game, and what it comes down to for me, uh, there's also fans that I wouldn't say hate Tom Brady, but they'll they'll side with the Patriots and root for them in this game. What it comes down to for me in this game, and why I'm going to be on Tampa, uh, regardless of all the money piling in, is I don't see, unless Belichick has the defensive game of his life, I don't see how this game stays anywhere near even, because Tampa has the offense to throttle anybody, and New England's defense hasn't been anything special. New England wants to try and win games by playing defense and running the ball and, and keeping it tight. Tampa might have the best run defense in in the league. You got to beat them by going downfield on that secondary, which is something they don't let Mac Jones do. Nor does he have the weapons to do that with. So, I, I can't figure out how the Patriots keep this one within a touchdown. Um, but this is this is why it's betting.
2: Yeah, well, you know, remember that Tom Brady uh, came in and. and uh you know, took over for Drew Bledsoe. So, uh, you know, is this time for a Mac Jones to show some, uh, you know, s- some Brady skills? I don't know, but uh, Mac Jones should be a little pumped up for the game too. So I agree for with sure. that. I think it's I think it's, a, it's an intriguing matchup. I'm, I'm, I'm also really looking forward to
1: it. Here's a – I'll part with you on, on this stat. Uh, Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl – when i was in middle school i am now i turn 34 next month i'm married with a kid and he's still he still might win the super bowl this year there's your there's your stat of the day, johnny <laughs> okay that covers quite a bit of time there, <laughs> that, that does cover quite a bit of time uh johnny avello the director of race and sports book Operations, uh, soon to be a sports betting hall of famer. Thank you as always for joining us on Monday on the Unreasonable Odds podcast here at DraftKings.
2: My pleasure. Thank you much.
1: All right, we always appreciate the insight from Soon to Be Sports Betting Hall of Famer, Johnny Avello. Johnny, I will see you in the Sports Betting Hall of Fame one day. Wait for me. Um, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's preview this week for board, Steve, with our early look. Um, obviously, lines just popped up on Monday morning. It's early Monday afternoon. These are kind of our leans. I will say we've both kind of been going with these leans. We've been right. We've been taking our Monday leans, making them our best bets on Thursday, and cashing them. So we've been doing well with this. Um, but I know you want to start with, and I saw this one on on Sunday the uh, largest spread of the season. Houston getting 17 at Buffalo. I don't like you want to talk about this. I don't know what surprises you. This is just what it is. I'm not betting it. Um, I, I have nothing to do with it. It's too big to tease. Um, go is ahead it? and like. Huh? Is it? You don't want to tease Houston? Yeah, tease plus twenty three. Tease Houston up to twenty three. It's an absolute lock.
0: I I don't know. Is is Houston this bad? Like they're bad. I will say they're they're not good. But are they? You know, almost three score bad. I mean, I don't know. Like this, this, I was just surprised. Like so, a week ago, uh, Buffalo was minus fourteen favorites, and it's just been. Sliding since, so now you have them at plus seventeen for the Texans here. I don't know, like I kind of want to put it in a few teasers because you get them up to plus twenty three. Like that just seems. What are you doing?
1: Well, there's somebody like I have an office with windows. I'm like you in a cement basement, and the people across the street are mowing their lawn. And I had the windows open because it's a nice day. So uh, I closed it as to not disturb the sound on this podcast.
0: Okay, thank you, thank you for your. For we'll your... keep
1: that in the episode. Now we have our Friday blooper. We got it done earlier in the week.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Like, you have no interest at all at teasing the Texans to plus twenty three.
1: I have like it's zero... such an absurd number. I have zero interest in doing anything with the spread on this game. <laughs> um, I'll take Buffalo outright, minus twelve fifty. <laughs> put, put it on the Vegas Dave card. 500 units
0: <laughs> right right. <laughs> to, get, to get back six dollars <laughs> speaking, uh, speaking
1: of Vegas Dave he had a uh, somebody like wow. screenshotted a couple weeks ago somebody screenshotted one of his uh, I think it was the Monday night Ravens <laughs> the Monday night Ravens uh, Raiders game um, yeah. I think he lost on his plays that he gave it I think he lost 1200 units on that game <laughs> oh my god which is twelve was that? full bankrolls, um, right? <laughs> if you want to know how units work?
0: Yeah, keeping track at home. Uh, yeah. Okay, I, I honestly thought you might be somewhat interested in, in plus twenty three for the Texans. It's just Why such an absurd number.
1: Seventeen point dog. If I think if I'm gonna root for them to come, that means I need another leg to come through too. If I think that Houston's gonna make yeah, this Titans. anything, if I think Houston's gonna make this anything close to interesting, I'll just play plus seventeen. I'm not gonna tease them to yeah. twenty green half. Yeah. But I don't think that. Oh, I don't I don't know. I don't think anything. I'm just gonna let Buffalo win the game, whether it's by 14, 20, and you hit your teaser and the line doesn't hit or 28. <laughs> don't care. Okay.
0: All right. I mean, I might just do it just for fun. But that line is just Stop so abs- that line is just so absurd to see that on the board and it's hanging at plus 17. It's just absolutely unbelievable.
1: I mean, they could barely score against Carolina at home. Right, Buffalo's defense yep. the last two weeks has been stellar. But, like, maybe if, if you made me better on this game, I might take the Texans' team total under.
0: Yeah, like, the uh, so the top three corners on there, Tredavious White, uh, Levi Wallace, and I'm uh, missing the last name. But heading into last week uh, or Sunday, none of them had allowed more than a 53.5% reception rate for the first two weeks of the season. Like, they've been that good, the corners, have been yeah. that good for bills
1: Buffalo. Yep. the Bills are good. Yeah. um all right so what do you what do you what do you like give
0: me something you do like well, I, I was gonna like say Tennessee. I,
1: I was gonna say i think the thursday night game i just want to touch on really quick is kind of interesting <clears throat> the Bengals seven point favorites who would have thought that we would see the day um or a rematch of the a rematch of the 2020 national title game the last two number one overall picks lsu's joe burrow against clemson's uh Trevor, uh Clemson's Trevor Lawrence Joe Burrow won that national uh championship game. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to get revenge here on Thursday night football. Bengals not a bad teaser piece. The Bengals are not bad. Joe Burrow is 8-3 and 1 against the spread as a starter. That is percentage points wise only 1% worse than t- Teddy Covers himself, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. You got any, yeah, I was just, anything on Thursday night?
0: Um, I honestly I hadn't really looked at it, but I, I was just looking it up real quick. So the Bengals against the spread have only been favored once since last
1: year. <laughs> <So> <laughs> they was in the cover is his favorites. They're doing it as dogs, yeah. but yep. Yeah. Um, the Bengals sacked Roethlisberger four or five times on Sunday. Yeah. Roethlisberger looked awful. Um,
0: well, I mean, so between the injury can- and then. Between the injury and just that putrid offensive line that they have, like, yep. like it should have been like that, but no, I I agree. I so agree.
1: Jacksonville also has a pretty awful offensive line. They're going on the road here. They're obviously they've lost, they've lost and failed to cover um, every game this season. But big letdown on the road, getting smacked by Houston in that opener. Short week. If this gets to six and a half, I I kind of don't mind the Bengals.
0: Yeah, no, I think that is a really solid um, uh, teaser piece. I, I Now that you're bringing it up here, I do agree with you. I think that is a nice way to kind of start the week there against Jacksonville. Um, Trevor Lawrence has only been under pressure on 32% of his dropbacks thus far. Uh, but of his seven interceptions that he's thrown, four of them have come in that instance. Uh, he has just not been able to escape pressure. Um, uh in a way that ends up being somewhat productive for those uh, seven interceptions coming in that situation, um, so that is something definitely to keep a note of. Um, so, in that case, would you do Bengals and Titans then for a two-teamer? Or oh no! I, oh more? no! I
1: have the teaser locked and loaded. Oh, here we go. So, see,
0: he wins one big one, and now that's all you're going to get for the rest of the season. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no,
1: no. We're go. There's a there's four teaser legs. You can potentially use this week. I'm just doing a two team six point. Okay. We're going, going back to usual. It has to be a real week that jumps out to, yeah. <clears> to do that. Um, the Bengals and the Packers are good teaser pieces. The Packers, six and a half point favorites against the Steelers, yeah. who looked awful, and that's in Green Bay. Um, the Jets are hopeless. The Jets are absolutely hopeless. Shut out in so Denver. Zach Wilson stinks. Um, He'll go against a defense that he can maybe do something against, Tennessee this week on the road. But there's no way he's going to keep up with Tennessee's offense against the Jets. Defense, no shot, even with it being in New York. Tease Tennessee down to one and a half. That one's going to come through for us. And uh, the other leg, the game of the century, we're getting this in now while Tampa's six and a half. It was five and a half on Monday morning. It's been bet all the way up to six and a half. Um, the, bu- it's, the Bucks are going to be one of the most public sides of the season um, yeah. Johnny Avello said he didn't know if it was going to be the biggest if the Patriots would be the biggest need of the sportsbook for the season um, but I'm mm-hmm. expecting the handle on this game to be the biggest game of the season yeah. Tampa's going to win the game um, and I know there's some people out there like if it gets to seven sharp buyback on the Patriots Bills defense at home both teams coming off a loss I cannot see how the Patriots stay in this game. Um, and I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment off the Saints loss. I thought they were going to win the Saints game, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so here, here's the matchup. Like, the only way the Patriots can win is if Belichick plays the defensive game of his – defensive game plan of his life to keep the Bucks to, like, 17 points because they have to get to 20, 21 – yeah. Um, against this Tampa defense. But here's the problem. Like like I said last year, people ask you, you know, when Brady leaves, who is it? Is it Belichick or Brady? So let's call it even, greatest coach, greatest player. Then the Patriots missed the playoffs and the Bucs win the Super Bowl. I said, all right, it's Brady. I Scoreboard, it's been decided. It didn't take long. Brady's more important than Belichick. I also think that motivation-wise, like, First of all, Belichick's not on the field, so he can make this game plan, but then his players have to execute. And the Patriots have an okay defense, nothing special, but a defense I think Brady can get to. Brady has this motivation. He knows how to use this motivation because he's used it throughout his career. Belichick doesn't. And Brady's on the field. So he's going to be able to, his, his motivation is going to have a direct impact on this game. And you know that he's going to want to throttle the Patriots. Like there's going to be no letting up. I took this at minus five and a half when it came out. Yep. As long as it stays under seven, I'll probably still write it up as the best bet laying the points uh, alongside with the teaser. Um, Brady's going to put up points. I like the uh, Tampa Bay team total over. Yep. For the Patriots. Now it becomes, how do you put up points with Brady? Because I'm very confident that the bucks are going to put up points. And you can't because the Patriots like to grind the ball, run the ball, run clock, keep it close. Well, they couldn't run against the Saints last week. Damian Harris did nothing. Brandon Bolden got like 11 touches out of nowhere. The Bucks might have the best run defense in the NFL. They're going to stuff you. You're not going to be able to go anywhere. So now it's in Mac Jones's hands to go downfield. The weakness of the Tampa defense is the secondary. Matt Stafford, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Deshaun Jackson can make can expose that. <laughs> I don't think Mac Jones, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar and Jacoby Myers can. And the tight right. ends have stunk. Um, really bad. Big money there. Hunter Henry hasn't been, done much. And John U. Smith's been arguably the biggest negative on the team. He's handing free points away, dropping everything. I don't know how the Patriots keep up with the bucks and the bucks are going to score. So that settles that um, bucks in a teaser Bucks minus six and a half um i know sharps are going to be on the patriots because the books are going to need the patriots a little scary i'm just too confident in it brady anytime td we talked about brady's going to rush in once they get down to the end zone gronk anytime td he's gonna feed one to gronk and then we have a promotion that we can bring up here as well on this game on sportsbook that is uh pretty terrific
0: yeah so uh, on DraftKings sportsbook if you go to NFL then you go to the weekly special section they have Rob Gronkowski over 68 and a half receiving yards so you need 69 that wasn't on a random randomly assigned number yep and over half a touchdown so you obviously just need him to score a touchdown plus 500
1: on that i'm telling so, you right now he's going to score i know i know brady's yeah. going to make sure he scores so now you're getting the plus 500 on him getting to 69 receiving. So
0: he has uh, four touchdowns for the first three weeks, uh, both uh, uh, two of them in the first two games, uh, two apiece in each of those. Didn't have one last week, but also was off the field uh, for a little while, got a little banged up there. So he wasn't on the field, but 20 targets already for the first three weeks, 90 yards, 39, 55. So he's only gone over that total once. Um, but the touchdown, like you said, feels like a given. Brady is going to make sure that Gronk is scoring against his former team. That whole connection, Brady to Gronk against the Patriots, is going to happen. So now we just need him to get over those 69 receiving yards. At least to this point, the Patriots have let up absolutely nothing to opposing tight ends. Like, it hasn't even been an issue. Between the Dolphins, Jets, and Saints, 27 total yards (laughs) to opposing tight ends. But they've only seen 10 targets. And we're talking about teams that don't really use a tight end, and the Jets are in there as well. I mean, the Jets didn't get anything going, but the Dolphins are not a team that really goes to tight ends. Kasiki hasn't been too much of a factor. Uh, Saints, since uh, um, Jared Cook is no longer with them, uh, haven't been going to them too much. Adam Trotman's been someone who has been somewhat involved, but really since week one, nothing. Um, so we really don't know how the Patriots are against opposing tight ends, I guess we can say so far this season, but when Brady is going to force feed the ball to Gronkowski in this game, which we really has already in 20 targets in the first three weeks is, is impressive for uh, an aging tight end. So I'm also
1: going to bet Gronk first touchdown. I bet it to come oh, early. Wow. Okay. Yep. And I'm going to bet Antonio Brown anytime touchdown score because Brady would do that.
0: Oh man. I didn't even consider that. That's right.
1: That's I'm going right. to have so many bets on this. Oh game. man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The bankroll is for the Sunday night game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I would uh, I would absolutely be taking a look at that one there. Rob Gronkowski needs 69 yards and a touchdown. Gets you plus 500. That is a that is a really nice uh, uh, special that you can get. Really, just look at some of these specials that they have. Uh, even like tonight for for Monday Night Football. Uh, Dak Prescott and Jalen Hurts each with a rushing touchdown. Plus 500. That's that's not a bad one either. So definitely go to uh, the NFL section. There's a billion different tabs you can go to. Look for the weekly specials.
1: Um. All right, so the, the Tennessee-Tampa teaser is going to be my best bet. I know it's going to be my best bet on Thursday. Um, yeah. So I'm giving it out now before it moves. Take the seven yeah. and a half, take the six and a half. Tampa straight up, you're laying one and a half with Tennessee. I'll give that out today. Um, that's not going anywhere. Some other stuff that jumps – That I, I wasn't going to touch a single spread in yep. week three. Some spreads jump out to me. Um, And we talked about Green Bay and and Cincy potentially being teaser legs. The Ravens, who would have thought the Ravens would be underdogs against the Broncos? Um, And I know the Ravens are coming off some highs. They beat Kansas City. They snuck past Detroit, obviously. But Denver is 3-0 without playing anybody. Giants, Jets, Jags. That's the weakest schedule you can play in the NFL, arguably. Time for some real competition. The look-ahead line here was obviously Ravens favored before the season. They were they're considered the much better team. Give me the one and a half with Baltimore here. Another decent teaser leg because, especially, only at that one and a half because you can get them up to seven and a half.
0: All right, so um, taking a look here. Here's something interesting. Going back to that Bucks games too. If you tease the Bucks. The Rams and the Chiefs basically just need them all to win. In
1: that teaser, get a plus 160 on that one. I just had a five-leg teaser come through. I'm not going to get greedy. I'm <laughs> going back to my – I'm a two-leg guy. Um, <laughs> and there will be a couple weeks throughout the season where I think we can go big like we did in week three, and we cashed in week three, so I'm going to leave it. At that, but, but to fun, your like,
0: mentality, to your mentality, though, you're getting a slightly better number than if you parlayed them all together to win.
1: Oh, yeah, the value's there. I mean, why not just do the plus 400 again on uh, Cincy? No, no,
0: no, no, no. Casey, now, no, no,
1: Cincy, Casey, um, Cincy, Casey, Packers, Bucks. Oh, that's only four. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't, don't do it. Just do the two that I gave you. <laughs> However, some lines jump out to me. I, I like Kansas. Kansas city was five and a half. I like Kansas city minus six. They are one and 11 against the spread their last 12 regular season games. They're going to bounce back at some point. Eagles short week, rookie head coach uh, coming off the Monday night game. Chiefs have lost two in a row. They desperately need a bounce back. I think this is the game that the chiefs win and cover on the road um so that minus six there i like the one and a half with baltimore and this one's kind of gross like i i wish the panthers were playing somebody else because it's time to fade the three and oh panthers um they've gotten there in some really good spots against some bad teams impressive one over the saints i guess um but now you lose christian mccaffrey yeah you lose jc horn two of your most important players on both sides of the ball. And I know they're making a trade with the Jags to get a corner in, but that's, that's going to take a little bit of time. Um, And Henderson's obviously a little bit of a problem, a top 10 pick being traded a year after he's drafted. I wish they were playing anybody but the Cowboys because the Cowboys have been the luckiest team in the NFL so far, but I kind of like Cowboys minus four in that game more as a Panthers fade. Yep. So those are all the early spots I'm looking at Uh, a lot, honestly. I, I just worry about how many props I'm gonna have on Sunday Night Football.
0: I just worry about the Panthers' pass rush, which has been legit. They've been so good. Yeah, it uh, slowed to down
1: the quarterback. It slowed down against Tennessee.
0: But I do agree that you know the the um, the Panthers being underdogs in this one here but you know obviously the loss of McCaffrey cannot be overstated enough and you know once upon a time they had somebody who could step into that role into it well and Mike Davis they don't have that anymore that's that's the biggest thing Mike Davis did that job that you know Chuba took down. over and did that well yeah no I'm, I'm all set with that okay, I was I did you don't not like
1: college football guy was a beast at Oklahoma State
0: that's fine but uh he wasn't a beast on Sunday and he it did not look Thursday. like he could catch in the, Thursday. It did not look like he could catch at all. He was not very good with his hands, though. I think you're going to agree with that.
1: No. He's <laughs> not good at catching. He's not good at catching the ball.
0: Okay. okay, That's what I said.
1: He's a pure runner. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Pure runner. Okay. All right. So that's, uh, are, are we good? Are we going to, we'll do our deep. Dive yeah. On no, Thursday? that's,
1: um, I, I, I feel like I covered a lot. I don't even know if you gave out a bet. Uh,
0: you're right. I didn't. I didn't.
1: So I'm going to go.
0: All right. So my early lean is I'm going to be teasing as, as I always do. I am going to do Titans because you're definitely right on that. It, it, it's just a full fade on the Titans. So I'm going to do, it's going to be a two legger because I'm not, I'm not greedy. I'm going to mm-hmm. do Titans. And then I'm going to do, Um, I'm going to do Titans Packers. I'm going to tease that one. I like that one there. So you get the Titans.
1: We've combined to use the four popular, uh, Oh no, we're both on Titans. Okay. Yeah. We're using the biggest teaser legs of the week. Yeah. I think think, think that basically means that you think the Patriots could win this game by not using the Patriots. I think the Patriots have a better chance to win than the Steelers.
0: I just need to digest that more. Okay. I'm not saying that I can't, that, 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 you know, the Bucks aren't going to win, but I just need to take that in more. That's going to be, people are going to overthink this game so much so much that's why i'm, and I'm not, probably gonna like, be guilty
1: yeah the patriots are gonna be the sharp side it's gonna be the books need yeah but i'm going against it anyway because i think it's the right side and then i'm gonna pile on with the pro bucks props yeah
0: no i think that's fair but we'll talk about this more on thursday when we okay. should have a uh, another guest on the show to talk about we'll the guests. entire we entire um oh are we confirmed this time
1: yeah but we'll keep it Uh, You never know what could happen. We'll keep it under wraps and then we'll reveal it on Thursday.
0: There will be a third person sitting with us on Thursday. And if there's not, then we'll just pretend and we'll ask questions and everything. There we go. Okay, good. All right, so that's going to do it for this edition of the Unreasonable Odds podcast. I want to thank Johnny Avello for coming on, as always, as he does every Monday. Make sure to follow Twitter. us on Twitter on, on, at Unreasonable Odd, no S, Unreasonable Odd. You can also follow us individually at Julian Edlow, at buchanan 24 The stupid photographer would just get off Twitter. I could have my own name um, at Unreasonable Odd, though. That's the most important one. So make sure to follow us there. Until then, we will see you and talk to you all on Thursday.